right, let's go ahead and get started. Here we are, back again at another week of the Barbershop. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by my co-host for the NFL season, Lamont Jordan. How you doing today, brother? Good, man. What's going on? Not too much. Happy to have you here for another week at the Barbershop to share some of that football knowledge with us as everybody is uh, starting to trickle in here. We're going to go ahead and get started with this week. Um, the NFL has changed drastically with uh, with one injury almost. A whole division is now wide open. Um, if I were to ask you at the beginning of the season, the five most marketable NFL players, I'm guessing in no particular order, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, J.J. Watt, Odell Beckham, and you flip a coin for who might be the fifth, but that's without a doubt the, the biggest four. Probably Drew Brees, maybe, I, I guess would be that. Three of those guys are already out for the year. That's uh, that's not that, that that hurts. You know that 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 that's really uh unfortunate for uh for lack of a better word. But uh, I mean injuries are part of the game. Just talk about how demoralizing it is to lose a guy like that. You your first year in New England, you went there to a team that you know won uh, eighteen games the season the year before or nineteen games a year before undefeated. You know, um, like you said, spent three years not making the playoffs, and you think, bam. You know, here not making the playoffs will never even enter your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Bowl is what you're there for, and then Week One, Tom Brady out for the season. Just talk about what that locker room is like when you when you lose somebody that important to your team. You know what? It's it's. I mean, it's a blow. But I think, like most things in life, uh, <clears throat> you deal with it, and you just have to move on from it because you still have to play a football game. The season still goes on. So, um, as far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned, I was I was reading. They said last time this happened to him, he missed seven weeks. All right, but the only difference is this time it looked like it's in his throwing shoulder. So I'll add another two weeks to that. What I'm I say all that to say this. So you expect to see Aaron Rodgers again? If you get to week sixteen or week seventeen, and the Chargers need those two games to go to the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised to see Aaron Rodgers out there again. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. This is what what week is this? Week six. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're week six. We good to go. Okay. So what if what? I just need I just need my team. I just need my team to make sure that if you're the Green Bay Packers, you're thinking, okay, we just need you all to make sure that when you get to week sixteen and week seventeen, that that you're in the hunt. And that if you win, you're in. If if that's the situation, I wouldn't be surprised to see Aaron Rodgers again. In that locker room today, do you think those guys are really rallying <coughs> behind uh, their backup quarterback? Yeah, you have to. I mean, although Aaron Rodgers is out, and, and when you're losing a piece like that, I mean, that's critical. That's critical. But that's what each man in that locker room, that's what they have to, that, that's what they have to step up and say, okay, let's go. Like, you know, let's go. Green Bay has a tradition of winning. So although Aaron Rodgers is out, uh, you, you still want to carry on that tradition. I don't think there's a guy in the NFL, with the exception of maybe Drew Brees, who is more important to his team than than uh, than Aaron Rodgers is. And the plays that we're, we're seeing, like, the even the year that they won the Super Bowl, I believe they had 11 players on IR. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like this isn't a team that's not 
that's not accustomed to losing players. They lose players last year's Jordy Nelson in week one, or excuse me, in the preseason. Um, they lose running backs left, right, and center. They, you know, they out there grabbing guys off the practice squad and converting them to running backs and, and all of that. But the one consistent has been Aaron Rodgers, and he's been magnificent. It's like every week the legend of Aaron Rodgers just grows greater and greater and greater. And to lose a guy like that, like I said, you, you didn't just ch you change a, a division. Teams that were, you know, all of a sudden Minnesota's thinking like, we got a good shot at this. Detroit's thinking, we got a shot at this. Even a team like Chicago wakes up this morning and says, we got a shot at this. The whole NFC says, we got a shot at this. Right. You know, that, that that's culture changing. And um, again, now, I get it. Is it just him being in the in the heat of the moment because it happened to him with the sour grapes complaining about the hit? I mean, that hit looked like that happens ten times a quarter. I didn't see the hit, so I don't I don't I don't know about that. What I do know is, if come week sixteen or week seventeen, if the Green Bay Packers are still in the hunt, and you you wake up on Sunday and you hear that Aaron Rodgers is going to start. The NFC has a problem. <laughs> and so that's the only thing I'm thinking about. And, and if you look at the way the NFL is going right now, um, with Aaron, with Aaron Rodgers, I'm saying that, you know, the Eagles and Green Bay are, uh, uh, you know, it's a toss up for who's the better team. You have to go with Green Bay. But if I'm looking at overall, Hold on. who's the better overall team, I'm going to go with Philadelphia. I'm talking about the NFC. You're talking about, so you really still have Green Bay in the mix without Aaron Rodgers. What I'm saying is, you better knock them out. That's what I'm saying. Right, but, but I'm, so, no, no. What I'm so saying, you I'm don't saying, think I'm this injury saying, knocks them out? No, because there's still football to be played, and you don't know what you're getting out of Minnesota. You don't know what you're getting. You, you don't know what you're getting out of Chicago. The only team from that division where you kind of have an idea of what they are is is the Detroit Lions, and they just lost a a, a, a tough game against the, the the New Orleans Saints. So you got to hope that you knock Green Bay out. You cannot give them, you, you, you cannot allow them to have life support. If you get to week 16 or you get to week 17 and Aaron Rodgers is, is, is starting in a game that the winner goes to the playoff, you have a problem. Yeah, I, I just don't even know how you get to that point. I, I see, I don't, like, it would not surprise me at all if Green Bay didn't win another game. <coughs> it would surprise me. Because while, 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 while Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, that that team still has has some good players on it, and it still has some young and hungry players on it. Now those other players just have to step up. It's just that simple. So you you, you don't just throw it away, knowing that knowing that if I'm a player in that locker room, if I'm a player in that in, in that locker room, I'm saying let's just make sure we let, let's just win. Let's just go out here and let's ball. He's not out for the season. Until until it comes out and 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 he's placed on IR. As far as I'm concerned, the Green Bay Packers are still alive. They just have to go out there and win. I mean, I don't think anybody saw the Jets even even competing with the Patriots the way they did. I don't think anybody saw the Jets uh, being where they are in their division. I don't think anybody saw the Buffalo Bills going into Atlanta and beating and, and beating Atlanta. I don't think anybody saw the Giants going into the Mile High and beating the Denver Broncos. So no, I'm not saying that the Green Bay Packers are out of this. They're saying that he's going to have surgery, which would definitely knock him out for the season. I, with that team, the thing is, I I've watched enough Aaron Rodgers games to think to watch to realize, or in my opinion, I don't think that team is very talented at all. Like uh. 
I, I feel like the receivers, with the exception of maybe Jordy Nelson, failed to get separation. Um, the running back situation, I never really bought into Ty Montgomery all that much. The, the one thing about fantasy football is it makes people relevant who really, people get caught up in numbers and you forget the fact, people, you know, there's guys who we know that if it wasn't for fantasy football, nobody would know who their name was. You know what I mean? But everybody knows who so-and-so the backup running back is because he's about to start and he gets touches and you're annoying the fact that it's like, yo, this guy's not really a good football player. But hey, he is going to get five catches a game, which is going to get you five points, maybe 50 yards, and that's going to get you another five points. And hell, you might even get 30 yards rushing and all of a sudden now you're at 13 points. So guess what? Man, Ty Montgomery's a household name. And if you're watching the games, he's not an impact runner, in my opinion. And there's a lot of guys on the on the Packers like that that are just, I would call, fantasy football relevant, but not actually game-changing relevant players. And I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is throwing a lot of these guys open. Mm-hmm. Even when you watch the highlights, there's not much separation in those passes. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Rodgers fit those balls in some tight windows, and, and I'm not so sure that this uh, – this Brett Hundley is go- is going to do that. The thing that popped in my mind. Let, let me ask you something. Um, it's it's a dead horse to be beaten. Colin Kaepernick. At any point, do any of these teams, these quarterbacks, keep going down? Because I mean, a team like you lose a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, you can either say season's over, or I feel like if you insert a guy who's proven, will we see Kaepernick, RG three, any of these guys? Are they just are they really just that not wanted in the NFL? Honestly, I couldn't even tell you. I really don't know. Uh, I, I don't think you're gonna see Kaepernick. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he just he's in the process of taking out a lawsuit yeah. against the NFL. I don't think you're gonna see Kaepernick. If, if if you're on the team, would you? And there's a guy who's been to a Super Bowl, still in his primes, has a can. You know what he can? He's proven that he can that he can win and play at this level. Are you not? Would you be? If you're the running back of the Packers <laughs> today, would you not be more confident with somebody like that than? A, a, a fifth round draft pick I would be, out of college I would be, never even touched the field really I, feel, I would be more comfortable with a guy who has proven that he can come in and operate in a system like ours that would be more important to me than than a household name I'm not talking about the name just, uh, scrap the names mm-hmm. let's leave the names off resume Super Bowl played in the Super Bowl won at this league has won playoff games this I understand league. that has done that versus guy who has never done anything in this league None. Versus guy who's never done anything, um, of course not. But if a guy who hasn't done anything has shown that he can operate in our system, then nine times out of ten, that guy's going to be the guy who who gets the. Chance. You're talking about when you say shown, you're talking about in practice. Somebody in practice. I'm saying there, there's a reason that he's even mentioned in the conversation. There's a reason that these guys uh, they they get job opportunities. Um, you know, when you look at, when you look at Kaepernick's super, you know, when you look at his Super Bowl, you also have to look at all the pieces that are, were around him and look at the fact that John Harbaugh, pretty much everywhere he's gone, um, he's had success. His quarterbacks have had success. So, you, you know, that plays a critical, critical factor in it. Um, at the end of the day, of course, in, in my opinion, Colin Kaepernick is, is every team's best option right now if you're looking for a free agent quarterback. I think he's every team's best option. Um and I, I say this because as you said, he's proven it. He's also there's also film on him without having having those pieces around. Him. Mm-hmm. And the and, and the ultimate thing that you have to, to look at is the things that he's able to do with his feet. Feet, right. 
You know, that's the thing that separates him. And, and I know that, you know, some people will make the argument where there are a lot of quarterbacks that can do things with his, with, with their feet. What Kaepernick has shown, Kaepernick what goes. Kaepernick has shown is an ability to do, to do pretty much everything with his feet. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying with doing everything, meaning he does a great job of protecting himself. He's dangerous when he's outside the pocket. He's proven that he can make plays Throws outside. You know, he's proven that he can make plays outside of the pocket. So these are all things that come that that come into play. Um, you know, as far as capping it, we know what it is. I mean, everybody knows what it is. Um, no, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, again, this I wanted to keep it as a football yeah. Kaepernick story because there, because it, it is a legit football Kaepernick story. Again, you know, as I as you sitting here, there is a guy at home who has done this. You, you know what I mean? And if I'm a team that loses somebody and I want to stay in the hunt of that, I'm thinking, hey, this, you know, he, he definitely gives you a better chance to win than when you start. If you didn't, if you want to say he wasn't one of the best 32, I don't even agree with that, but fine. But when we start getting to the second tier of quarterbacks, the second string quarterbacks, there's not a whole nother 64 better than that. Like that, 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 that's not, yeah, that's I'm not going to happen. I'm with you 100%. And, and now on the other guy named in that, and he's kind of been lost in all of this Kaepernick <laughs> debate is RG3. Mm-hmm. What is that? Cause he's, his isn't, uh, what do you read of that? It, is he not NFL quarterback? Here, look, before you go, let me before you say something. Let me say something. If there were two places, and I said this beginning when when RG three was drafted here, okay, I said, I remember my brother was a huge Redskins fan, and I said it on I said it on Facebook. I said RG three is going to be the test to whether this city is cursed or not. I said everybody who comes here fails. And this is, if you get the can't miss kid and he fails, I'm telling you there's something to it. And that whole season, all anybody told me, so much for your curse, so much for your curse. We got our quarterback of the, of, of the future. We're, we're doing this. We're winning playoffs. We're doing, you know, we're doing all of this other thing. And still, somehow, some way, after the rookie of the year, after the playoff, after the this, after the all the accolades, he still finds a way to be out the league. In, in, in no time flat. Now, if I knew that you, you bombed out at one place and you get one more shot, somebody says you get one more shot to prove that you belong in this league, the last place on earth you would go would be Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the, like, nobody has succeeded there at a quarterback position since Bernie Kosar. Like, nobody. So for him to take that job and be like, you know what? I'm going to prove I belong in this league. With the, with the Browns. Bilicek didn't succeed with the Browns. Like, that organization is probably the only organization worse than the Redskins in terms of developing any, anybody. Like that, it just hasn't happened. And so for him to go there at one point in time last year when he was there, they had started a different quarterback five weeks in a row. And each one of them was just knocked out for the season. So he goes there and he doesn't succeed, we should say. Are you really able to hold what somebody did in for three games with the Browns to the point that they can't even get a job? I'm um, just trying to, you know, make sure I, I guard my words when I say this. It's not something you do much? I just don't think that RG3 was a court, was an NFL quarterback-ready quarterback when he came in. Was it Shanahan? I've always said, system? I've always said that Cam Newton got RG3 drafted. 
the, the success that Cam Newton had with that read option, I believe, is what got RG3 drafted. At the end of the day, when you look at these quarterbacks who come from college and all they do is the read option, everything is spread out for you. We're violating the seams. It's one read. This guy steps up, you know. And if you're always throwing in, in, in an environment where everything is comfortable, then you're not NFL ready. That's what it comes down to. And I said it, and I, I believe I said it on, on, on one of our shows, that how long RG3 lasts is going to come down to his ability to be a pocket passer. The day of the day of that that dual quarterback running all of this, that, and the third, like the, the like, that's it. People are going back to more traditional to 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 more traditional offenses for the simple fact that you look at the RG fact RG three factor where you don't want to keep putting your your quarterback in, in positions where he's getting hurt. And 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 show me one read option team that's won a Super Bowl. You can't. There's no read option team that has won the Super Bowl. But when you get to the next level, the read option is going to put your quarterback in danger. And at the end of the day, you have to have an ability to read defenses. Offensive football is a game of timing and spacing. It's all about timing and spacing. That's what it's about. And and if you drop back and you don't know how to work the pocket, if you can't work the pocket and deliver the ball on time, then, then you're a liability at quarterback. And I think that that's where RG3 struggles. And I think a lot of his success came from people, people don't give Mike Shanahan enough credit for what he did. I don't think anybody saw Mike Shanahan changing up his offense to, to, to fit RG, to fit what RG3 does, does well. So, okay, which all awesome points. Are we saying, so let's follow that. Do you think that even if the marriage had worked, they stayed together, the NFL would have caught up to RG3 and, and, and um, Shanahan and the read option anyway? Yeah, because yeah. RG3, is just, he, just, he doesn't know how to run with the ball in his hands. I mean, that's, that's failure number one. I mean, it, it, was dest- it, was, it was destined to end bad because he doesn't know how to be a ball carrier. But you mean in terms of staying healthy? It, meaning... Put it this way: That's Aaron, Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback is a great ball carrier. Right. Part Russell of, Wilson part is a great ball carrier. As 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 I'm teaching the kids when I'm when I'm working with FBU when I'm training running backs, I say the running back's responsibility. You have three responsibilities. Number one, you have to protect the ball. Number two, you protect the quarterback, and number three, you have to protect yourself. Part of protecting yourself is knowing how to get down, knowing how to how to lower your shoulder. Understanding how guys are going to attack you. That's all part of protecting yourself. So people would have caught up to the read option because, because it, it, because RG3 just doesn't know how to run. And at the end of the day, you have to know how to read defenses. You have to know how to read defenses. The read option works great in college when you have nothing but ex. Now, if you got Deshaun Jackson, AJ Green, Julio Jones, (laughs) And 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 Larry Fitzgerald, right. and those are your four wide receivers, right. and you're in the National Football League. Oh, you 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 can succeed running the read option right. because I'm gonna challenge you to find a secondary that can shut that down. Right. Outside of that, you have to be able, you have to have an ability to 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 make adjustments on the fly, to be able to see one thing and with the snap of the ball, when the defense gets to something else, you have to be able to get from that read to your next read while working the pocket and realize that I might just have to dump the ball off to the back. Now we got to talk about accuracy. 
Now we have to talk about decision making. All of these things play a play a factor when you're talking about the quarterback when you're talking about the quarterback position. And I think a lot of the hype comes from people are so busy looking for the next Joe Montana or the next John Elway or the next Tom Brady that when these kids are coming out of college, everybody's so quick. Oh, he's the next this, he's the next that, and and they're not. You know, they they they're not. So I'm going to say it again. If, if RG3 is going to play again and he's actually going to be a starter in the National Football League, he needs to know how to be a pocket passer. It's just that simple. You got to know how to read defenses. You have to know how to make adjustments on the fly. And you have to be accurate with the ball. And you have to do that on a consistent basis. Outside of that, I mean, then then you, you just, you're not going to work. You're not going to have a job in the National Football League. So you just ignore, do you think that there's, we know what the talent is. We know what he has the arm strength. The accuracy is a little here and there. Uh, and then we talk about what he's able to do with his feet. But based off of what you're saying, and which actually kind of I haven't heard anybody else say it really, it sounds like he's almost off the radar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, look at all these. Look at all these. There's so many. So many quarterbacks went down this year. Mm-hmm. And and all the conversations you the only the one conversation I heard about RG three was I believe he had a visit with San with uh, San Diego. Look, I heard he was up the street. Um, and I don't know. I don't even know if he. I, I know he went to Baltimore for a day. I don't know if he went to Baltimore, right. but when he when when there was hope that he was going to San Diego, I thought that that would be a good fit for him because. He gets an opportunity to learn from a guy who is great at all the things that he that he struggles with. Working in the pocket, mm-hmm. delivering the ball on time, knowing how to read defense. I think that was a great opportunity for him to learn from Phillip Rivers. I, I, I think if he is to get an opportunity to lead, like I said, he has to become a better pocket passer and he has to sit on the bench and learn from somebody if if, if he if he's gonna, you know, if he's gonna have that job. Outside of that, I mean you know, these college kids are coming up, man, you know, and, and, and you look at the Redskins situation. You got, you have Kirk Cousins, all right, you got Colt McCoy, and I believe Subfield is still on on, on, on their bench or, or on their roster. When you look at that, those are those are two quarterbacks that most teams will give an opportunity. So his his, his window is closing, man. RG3's window, window is closing. I think the positive about him being under the radar is he gets an opportunity to just work, concentrate on him while nobody's really spending time scrutinizing so the goal his is, every move. So the goal is to just work by yourself and then get in a camp next year? Yeah, the goal is to work, work at the things, watch your film, uh, get with some people who specialize in what you do. If you want to stay off the radar, just do, you know, just do everything low key and just, just work on your craft. And that's really what it comes down to. All right, let's go ahead and get into these games uh, Thursday night. Um, Panthers, Eagles. I guess it's time to say the Eagles are legit contenders. I, I, the Eagles to me are the best, are the best team in the NFC, in the NFC, in the NFC period. If there's one solid team, there was two, there were two Green Bay Packers and the Eagles, but now to me, the Eagles are, the Eagles are, are, are solid. I believe, you know, Carson Wentz, he's showing that, that, that he's a leader, man. He is a leader. So the Eagles are are uh, legit. You got them as the best team in the NFC right now. I got the, I have them as the best team in the NFC. It's kind of hard to um, argue that going going up there too. Um, you can I, this game. It looked like there was a lot of uh, I don't know if you watched the game. Um, Cam has always had trouble with accuracy. His, his accuracy is uh, coming gone, coming gone. But a lot of times on a couple of these interceptions, it looked like him is one play that he throws in the receiver goes out. 
and, and a lot of stuff that it looked like they just were not on the same page at, at all. Now, during the course of that game, was Cam getting hit? Um, not really. No more. No more. No, no. No more than usual. He got sacked two times. Was he under a lot of pressure? Um, and on only, the, on and the passes only, that I'm talking about, no, not really. And I, I'm only asking that is because most of the time when I see that, just watching Cam play, it's because he's he's either there's constant pressure on him. And, or he's 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 got hit. He was actually having a lot of time, and and just his accuracy. I said, like I've said, over his career has come and gone. He's proven that he has no problem overthrowing a guy by five, by five yards. Um, I wish DJ was here because this is his guy, and it would be funny to say this. And I never thought I would say it. The one thing, one of the things, one of the many things that I feel like Cam is actually kind of missing that and and this offense is missing was um Ted Ginn. You know, it's funny to laugh at him when he drops everything in sight and whatever case, but <coughs> he caught a lot of home runs too. Let's not, I mean, it's easy to point out the ones he dropped, but that one year, I want to say he had like 10 touchdowns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a good, probably four or five of them were for over 50 yards. Mm-hmm. And, and he, with Ted Ginn stretching that field, it made Greg Olson that much more, uh, effective underneath. It also made what they did with the running game and John, it made everything it just opened up that field more because you had Ted Ginn going long, and if you let him go, and he, I mean, you know, he dropped a few, but he also caught plenty, yeah. you know, and and I felt like they're missing that because while uh, Calvin Benjamin has been nicked up, he and he, and he's a he's a very good receiver. Ted Ginn had elite speed. Mm-hmm. Ted, Ted Ginn had Deshaun Jackson top five NFL speed, and Fuentes is a possession receiver, and so I, I do believe they're missing that. Um, McCaffrey. <coughs> It's been uh, a nice little weapon for Cam. It's turned into his so almost like the Wes Welker, Tom Brady sort of situation. And all of a sudden, McCaffrey's getting 10 double-digit catches a, a, a game. Um, Johnson Stewart has been pretty much ineffective as, at the running game. And um, I don't know, Carolina just seems like it has some it has some holes. But again, it's still 4-2. Yeah, well, you know, Carolina, to me, Cam is the name of Carolina. But the identity of Carolina to me has always been the defense. defense. And and I don't think they recovered from Norman Norman left. And I didn't see that coming. No, no, and I think we you know, we brought this up and I said this that, that you know, I just don't think that, that Carolina team has been the same. With that said, Carolina's another one of these teams that <laughs> you know, you don't let these dudes hang around. Don't don't let don't don't allow the Carolina Panthers to go through the season struggling barely getting wins, uh, getting all this film, getting all these things that they can work on and you give the and you give this team time to figure it out. This is one of those this this is one of those teams where I say that the Eagles are are the best team, but I'm saying that these are two of the top three teams in the NFC and I'm gonna go with my third team being the the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Um Dolphins Falcons, I told you guys, man, last year the Dolphins aren't a good. Well, make busy would have you say they're a good team. I'm not buying that, but no matter whether they're awful or bad or good, whatever you want to call them, the Falcons are supposed to win this game at home. No if ands or buts about it. They're supposed to win this game at home. The Falcons are now one and two at home in their brand new home. Uh, a year after being up uh, twenty plus points in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and. Um, I just don't see it. You guys, I think both you and DJ were pretty high on the Falcons again this year. And I told you, I've seen this this Falcons rodeo before. And one, I don't think uh, Matt Ryan is, I mean, he's the reigning league MVP. 
I think one day we're going to look back and say that he's the worst player, one of the worst quarterbacks to ever win an MVP. Uh, I'm not saying Matt Ryan is uh, awful or he's Jay Cutler or he's the worst thing. I, what I'm saying is, is that I don't think Matt Ryan is an elite quarterback. And um, I, I just I feel like the Falcons are a fraud and have been for the whole Matt Ryan tenure, to be honest with you. Um, this one is tough. Um, I think coming into the season, I don't think I had Atlanta going to the playoffs. I had the Saints winning that. Division. I think I was the only one who had the Atlanta um, on the outside yeah, looking. As a matter of fact, I had the Saints and the Bucks fighting for the division, and I thought that the Saints would win it. I thought the Carolina and and Atlanta would battle for for last in the division. Um, with that said, they have a lot of weapons, but they do. People got to realize that that you know. On the low, Miami is a solid football team. They have a good defense. You have, you have, put it this way, you have two, if you have quarterback troubles, okay, you need to have these two things. You need to have a solid run game and you need to have a solid defense. All right, actually three things. You need to have a solid defense, a solid run game, and a solid and solid special teams play, and that's what the Miami Dolphins have, man. And 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 with Jay Cutler at the quarterback spot, you just need for him not to hurt you. God, that's a hard thing to do. He, you know, he, he goes out of his way to hurt you. Yeah, he, I mean, I understand he goes out of his way to hurt you, <laughs> but 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 um, <clears throat> you also got to realize this: Miami Dolphins facing Matt Ryan. <laughs> That's nothing to them. They got to play Tom Brady twice a year, and they play very well against Tom Brady. Um, so, so you know, this is just one of those games where once again you don't know what what you don't know what the NFL is going to give you. But I will tell you this: I believe that the Atlanta Falcons are zero and two versus the AFC East this year. The Falcons, if we were to line up what we would call the elite or the at least top ten quarterbacks in the NFL, with the exception of maybe Ben Roethlisberger. Matt Ryan has had better weapons than all these guys his entire career. Mm-hmm. He's got better receivers than than Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady could ever, <coughs> Drew Brees could ever even dream of having. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they've done those three guys. I mean, with the exception of the one year that uh, you know, he had the two three years he had Randy Moss. Nobody had none of those guys ever had a Julio Jones. I mean, this guy had Julio Jones and what was the other, Roddy White together when Roddy White was still playing, yeah. and the third and then Antonio Gonzalez and. And, and the running backs that have been through, Michael Turner, like they, he's had all the weapons that none of those other top tier gears, with the exception of Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. has ever had. And I feel like consistently, Atlanta doesn't get it done, and and they put him in a position to win. I I, I just losing to the Dolphins at home. I, I I don't think that that shows that you're. Uh, I'm not impressed with that. I, I think that's a problem. I know. And, and people have to realize this, and this is why I said the Falcons won't make the playoffs this year. First of all, you, you know, stats show that that um, the team that loses the Super Bowl doesn't yep. go to the playoffs the yep. following year. A lot. But you take that and then you add on top of it the way you lost the Super Bowl, that team is still trying to recover from that. You have all types of changes going on right now. Cal Shanahan, his team right now, they, they may not have they, they they're pitching the over in the win department. But that offense has shown that offense has shown. No, losing Shanahan, losing excuse me, losing Shanahan you, was definitely. It's not just him. I mean, you lost, you lost, you lost half of your staff. Mm-hmm. So you're working through that. 
Um, the Miami Dolphins, we don't know what the Miami Dolphins are, but we know that they play solid defense. We know that they run the ball. We know that we just they, they just need for Jay Cutler not to hurt them. But this is what's making the NFL exciting this year. This is a, this is this is exciting. All the parity, everybody right now is 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 for the most part, everybody is still alive. Not everybody, with the exception of, like you said, maybe the 49ers and the, the, 49ers Giants, and the Giants. That, that's about that's about <laughs> it. But, I mean, again, even with this being said, I would not be surprised. What, as, a, as the Dolphins sit here with three wins in, uh, in, the second, in the second week of October, I wouldn't still wouldn't be surprised if they only finished with four or five wins on the season. You know what? I think this is a different year because now if you look at the AFC, you have to believe that if you're in the, in the AFC East that this is an opportunity for you to win. This is an opportunity for you to win. And you also got to think about Matt Ryan. Those years that, that, you know, he's had weapons, but he's always had a suspect defense. Questions, uh, ish. You got two, so a couple of Dolphins fans chiming in here. Um, John Carlos says, uh, D is the real deal. Ish wants to know, do you think Matt Ryan would make the Dolphins a real contender? Um, yeah. Yeah. You think? Because yeah, it, it would make him. It would make them a real contender because I'm just going to look at. I'm going to look at this one area. I'm going to look at this one area, and I'm going to say this is why I believe Matt Matt Ryan uh, will make them a, a legit contender uh, or a better team, I should say. You know, especially I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about you know with. Uh, Opposed yeah. to what, you, what are you assuming? They bring uh, Julio Jones with them? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is I'm looking at what they have right now. Uh -huh. And I'm saying that Matt Ryan at the quarterback position brings just an overall better attitude than Jay Cutler. That alone is is that alone is, is going to get guys in the locker room to follow you. Um, secondly, I think that the Dolphins have a better defense than, than what the Atlanta Falcons Oh, no, they have. do. They um, do. I like Adam Gates as a play caller. And... and with with what's going on with Atlanta right now, I mean, I just I just chalked that up as losing the Super Bowl Blues, but um, you know, as far as the Dolphins are concerned, just you know, I, I would say just you just need Jay Cutler not to hurt you. You have a solid run game, and Miami is one of these teams that's going to be dangerous if you allow them to hang around at the end of the year because they have a solid defense and because they have a solid run game with a big back. When you're playing cold, when you're playing in the winter, when you're playing in those cold games. It, those going to be the backs that's going to be breaking the tackles and it's going to make it hard for defenders. So, um, you know, Dolphins are hanging in there. And if you're in the AFC East, you have to believe that this is your opportunity to perhaps win, win the division because the Patriots, just, just look at what's going on in New England right now. That whole division, you have to believe that this, this is your opportunity. He still, he doesn't get the attention that he did when he was in Detroit at, but do not get it twisted. And, and what anybody who knows football always says is that the, you start in the trenches. And Dominican Sue is there. Alright, and he, he's not getting, his name is not there, but he's still a bad boy. And he's still as good as a, as a nose tackle as there is in this here NFL. And it starts right there. And they, oh, after investing in him, they've added some defensive pieces around him. Mm -hmm. And they're starting to build their defense and win it that way. Again, I agree with you if Jay Cutler doesn't lose the game, but I think that's a big if, you know, that's if Adam doesn't take that apple off the tree. You know, like, I mean, he did, though. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, if Jay Cutler doesn't lose the game, ask anybody in Chicago what they think about that comment. If Like, that's what Jay Cutler has done. At the end. And, um, you know, if you can get, it's almost like if you can get Jay Cutler, because he has so much talent and he has able to do this, the, 
the guys who we call game managers, the Trent Dilfers, they weren't tempted to make that pass. You know what I mean? Like, no, why would I do that? And you hand it, you get to the man, play the field, play the field position game, flip it, da 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 da, and and you know, and two possessions from now we'll be in field goal range type of thing. Jay Cutler, I think part of to fill in what you're saying is if the Dolphins can get Jay Cutler to buy into that, to the hey Jay, we didn't we didn't we didn't need that. Like just you know, let's. We get some good field position on the next one, and we'll set up for three. If we can get him to do that, then yeah, I think the Dolphins are built defensive wise to be good enough to do that with a giant running the ball and do that. It's you have to convince Cutler that we, we didn't bring you in here to be gunslinger Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. Well, I think all, I think some of that also has to come. It comes down to the play calling. If I don't want a gunslinger to be a gunslinger, then I'm not going to call gunslinging plays. It's just that simple. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, aren't there, but again, aren't there plays where, hey, this play is designed for you to just drop it off in the flat? I mean, there is a guy running 50 yards down the field. Now, Doesn't mean you have to throw it to him. Now, 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 <laughs> now, to your point, I understand what you're saying. Listen, we don't want you throwing this to double coverage. <laughs> right. All right. We don't need you to, th- to, to, to throw in the double coverage. We just want you to get the ball to the right man. And if you could put him in situations where, where it's going to show itself, where it's just going to show itself immediately, Make sure you're not getting him hit. If, if 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 you allow Jay Cutler to stand back there, he's going to pick you off. The way you get him rattled is you got to get your defense after him, lay some shots with him, and now he's going to start. You know, he's going to start feeling like he's got to make the big play, things of that nature. But but with this run game, you do some play action where we where you say, "Hey Jay, we're going shot." If it's not there, it was very simple. If the safety goes that way, just throw the ball to the back. Don't even chance it. But you also have to make sure you don't have wide receivers in this ear saying, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And you also have to make sure in practice that you don't have coaches telling the, the safety because he got the interception in practice. Hey, no, that's not how they play it. You got to make sure you break here first and then go over there. You have to make sure you're giving him the right look. So, uh, you know, so, yeah, you got to hope that, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure uh, Chicago fans are saying, well, you know, we just want to anticipate. But if I'm a if, if I'm a Dolphins fan, I can look at this one or two ways. I can either enjoy the position that my team is in, knowing that my franchise is headed in the right direction. We have a solid running back. We have a solid defense. Um, we have weapons and we have a quarterback that's proven that he can, that he can succeed. We can either sit down and enjoy this moment or you can just sit down and wait for him to fail. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to enjoy where they are right now. Just, let's just look at his last body of work because everybody always says is what have you done for me lately? And at the end of the day, his team has gone out there. They got a big win on the road. Do any thought at any point in time, uh, Ish wants to know, the, do you start looking at the backup, which would be Matt Moore, or are you just Jay Cutler's NFL starting quarterback? I mean, you know, Matt Moore is a, is a, he's a backup quarterback. That's what he is. He's, it's, this isn't a young guy or anything. Let me see how long he's been. I mean, he's a backup quarterback. That's what he is. He's an NFL backup quarterback. He's 33 years old on his 10th season. Um, and you just, Jay Cutler's a starting quarterback. You just rock with Jay Cutler. I rock with Jay Cutler until Jay Cutler shows me that, that, that he's checked out, that, that he's done. And, and I, I think that once we're out of the playoffs, I, I think if I'm, if I'm in the Dolphins, if we're out of the playoffs, now I'm looking at, okay, who's going to be my next quarterback? Because, if you're Miami, you're not in a rush to go spend a whole lot of money on a quarterback. Well, I mean, they're already spending the money on Tannehill. I mean, well, you're going to wait for him to come back. I understand you want to wait for him to come back, but, you know, if, if, if you don't know what's going to happen with that. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen with him. So you have to start thinking about your future. What if he What if he has to miss six or seven games next year? I mean, we just don't know what the situation is going to be. I would rather 
put continue to build the pieces the way they're building. See if you can spend money on another dangerous wide receiver. See if you can get yourself a big time name defensive player that's going to make your defense even that much solid. More get solid. that wide more solid, or get that get that wide receiver in there that's going to make your offense more solid. So um, right now, if I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the position that my team is in. Right now, we, you you have a realistic chance of competing for the AFC East, which is isn't something that you've had in, in I mean for years, decades, <laughs> years, decades, since eras, eras. Um, Packers Vikings. The, the the game that took the now interesting enough uh, Bridgewater <coughs> should return to practice this week. Um, if you're in Minnesota, as, as soon as you can get Bridgewater up to speed, you get him out there and move on from this Sam Bradford band aid that you've been on for the last two years, a year and a half, I guess since he, since Teddy got hurt. Um, if he's ready to go, and I know that that's my quarterback that I believe in, then I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna get him out there. But I, I want I want to see signs that that I don't want I don't want him coming out there gimpy. I don't want to see any limping. I don't want to see any of that. I want to know. I want I want him to come back as close to a hundred percent. At he will never be what he once was. All right. But I want to see him at a hundred percent of what he can be. I mean, remind you this this organization has seen this before by yeah. the name of Dante Culpepper. Same that. same interest same industry injury. Uh, Cole Pepper was a MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. He was as good as we had. <coughs> Did that knee? Never was the same. Mm-hmm. You played with him in Oakland. Uh, it was right after Minnesota. I think was was Miami, then Oakland. Never regained his form, which is really weird that a quarterback could fall off so drastically from a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know Minnesota is familiar with this, and I'm sure what's in everybody's head is. We don't want another Dante Culpepper situation because they are happy with what Teddy was before he got injured, and I do believe that they're ready to make him their franchise quarterback and build around him. But then, uh, then this injury, colossal injury, injury happens, and um, now he's back after Jesus, like sixteen months. Like it's it's been a, it's been a long, long time. He is still young. Um, Minnesota has weapons. Uh, we love Steph Diggs. Um, he was actually hurt for this game, but um, I mean, Minnesota's four and two. And Green Bay just lost, and the, and the best player in the, in the NFL is out. So if I'm Minnesota today, I'm things are looking pretty good, right? Yeah, because you got a solid defense. You have a solid defense, but right now I think that in that division, now that Aaron Rodgers is out, I think that the 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 best team now are you know it's the Detroit Lions because they have the better overall team and they're solid at the quarterback position. If you look at that division, there's no team that's solid at the quarterback position outside of, of Detroit. Of Detroit, right? You um, got a rookie in Chicago. Minnesota doesn't even know who the quarterback. Yeah, no idea who your quarterback is. You got you got injuries at the quarterback position. So right now, Detroit is still to me the best team. But I think Minnesota has the best defense. And so, with that said, um, you know, with Bridgewater, I want I want him healthy. I I'm, I know what he's capable of doing. What I want is for him to be healthy. I want to see that in that in his in his training and in the pre, in his preparation of coming back. I want to see explosiveness. I don't want. I, I want to see how explosive he is. I could, want to see all of these different. Could he things. come back and start this week? Like I mean, it's, if he's been. I mean, if he's been working, if they were already prepared to make him their franchise quarterback, then these are situations that you expect your franchise quarterback to be able to come back just, for him to, and just come out there and play. Like just, I mean, just, one week at practice. Um. He knows off. Does he know the offense? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Has he been working? Has he been practicing? 
Um, right now, I wouldn't make the decision. I, I don't think we're, you, you're really in a rush to, to bring to bring him back. My biggest thing is I want to make sure he's healthy. I don't want him to go out there and then, you know, he may be a butterfly landed on his helmet away from getting an injury. I don't, I don't <laughs> want that. Um, Lions Saints, man. The Saints put up 50, 52 <laughs> points. Uh, and ironically enough, a whole bunch of it is from the defense. Yeah. Uh, Stafford and uh, and Drew Brees were taking turns throwing uh, pick sixes and, and and what you know I mean Drew Brees throws two touch three, excuse me two interceptions Bradford uh, Sam uh, Stafford I always get Bradford and Stafford Stafford ups him and throws three um, interceptions uh, the defenses this this game you would think was an offensive shootout but the truth of the matter is these defenses were just putting up points on the board while the offenses were out there. Uh, you know, now everybody's, and we'll get to this later, everybody is making the, the, the news about Adrian Peterson and running and da-da-da, which is, which is great, and we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ingram ran for 25 times for 114 yards and two touchdowns, and the other guy ran for 75 yards on 10 carries. So let, let's not act like New Orleans uh, came out the loser in that one. A lot of people today are going to wake up and say, it's easy to say, that Sean Payton and then made a mistake, and I totally, in certain situations... <coughs> It's just not a right fit. It doesn't mean that this person is a good player. It, uh, um, if DJ was here, I'd make the comparison that um, Rajon Rondo or Chris Paul are great point guards. If you put them on Golden State, it wouldn't work. It's not doesn't mean that they're not great point guards. It means that we don't use the point guard the way the rest of the NBA uses it. Rondo and Chris Paul bring the ball up and they distribute the ball. Golden State's offense is, yo, Draymond Green, you grab the rebound, you bring it up. Whoever grabbed the rebound, you bring the ball up, and we pass. That's what we do. It doesn't mean that Chris Paul is not a great point. It just means it wasn't a good fit. So it's not that Adrian Peterson isn't good at just running a football. That's not what the Saints' offense is about. And I think now this, both of those guys are going to be in a better place, the Saints and Adrian Peterson are both going to be in a better place after this. And again, I'm really baffled about what the marriage was about to begin with, mm-hmm. because I, I just don't think it was. But um, the Saints put 52 points on the board against a, a Lions team that, um, you know, we thought it was going places and thought the Saints weren't going places. So I'll let you have it about this game. Um, this is just one of those New Orleans Saints games down in New Orleans. You just never know what you're going to get down there. These are both two high-powered offenses with defenses that well, we already know what the what the Saints' defensive woes have been for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Detroit is just really trying to get their identity uh, from a defensive standpoint. Um, with that said, um, you know <laughs> this was a playoff game. One of these two teams is going to probably look back at this game and say. Um, you know, dang, I lost to the Saints, so I missed a wild card spot. You know, if, if somehow Detroit doesn't win that division, if you New Orleans, you you know, <clears throat> you come out here, you you beat Detroit, you'll be happy at the end of the season if because you won this game, no matter how bad you played from an offensive standpoint. Um, you know, it was just one of those games. The Saints are three and two, uh, Detroit Lions are three and three, and we just gonna have to wait and see what happens. Um, you know, we're gonna have to wait and see what happens the following week. You know, I know a lot of people will look and say, you know, as far as the Adrian Peterson situation and, and him leaving New Orleans, um, I would say, well, maybe he was taken away from Mark Ingram's carries mm-hmm. because he's got 25 for one for, for 114 and two touchdowns with a longer 51. So I said this last week that that trade, all parties involved, one, one, 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, that's just what it comes down to. And as far as what the marriage was, as more as far as what the marriage is, and I, I guess the whole purpose of Adrian Peterson coming there, if I'm any franchise, I would love to have Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. on my team. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm the Saints and I know that, oh, my gosh, if I can just get a run game around my offense, then that can be very dangerous. It just so happens that, you know what, it just didn't work out. I think it's square peg, round hole. I, I really, I, I, I think you can try that scenario five times over and it comes out the exact same way. It, it, it's, it's just not match. And it doesn't mean that, it, you know, Ocho Cinco wasn't a match for the Patriots. He's not going to be the first guy who went somewhere and it wasn't a, and it, yeah. and it wasn't a match for what, for what you do. I mean, it's, I mean, football more than any other sport is about the different, you know, it is. I mean, basketball, if you can play basketball, generally, it'll figure itself out. But in football, it, it, that's just not what we, if you're a down-the-field receiver and we're a possession receiver mm-hmm. game, then it's not going to work. If you're a running back who, you know, who, who who's just what Adrian Peterson is, is a downhill runner who runs downhill, and we're an offense that's five wide, you know, da-da-da-da. I mean, the Saints and Marshall Falk, that would be a more, you know, Adrian Peterson on the greatest show on turf, that wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that Adrian Peterson isn't a great running back? No. And, and you know what? Marshall Falk wouldn't have worked. And what and what Adrian Peterson was doing, and, and they can't hand Marshall Falk the ball 30 times straight downhill and, and for 16 games, 30 times a game. That, that wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that either one of them isn't a great running back. It just, it just wasn't a, it was not the right fit. And, and and I can tell you, you can tell us as much as anybody, the difference sometimes between guys' career not getting off the ground and being Hall of Famers sometimes is just as simple as a fit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you 100 percent on that. <laughs> you know, all right. Moving on to the uh, to the next game. <coughs> Who's the next one? Sorry, I got locked out there. Um, did you see the ending of this one yet? The Patriots Jets. No, I didn't. And the fumble rule with Austin Safari and Jenkins and the um, the Jets catches the ball, falling out of bounds in the corner of the end zone. Bobbles it, comes down with the ball in the end. Because he's bobbling before he lands out, they call it a touchback. So while they're going in for a touchdown, instead you end up not getting the ball as you pull it up uh, to watch it now. Um, that being said, the Jets are in a much better place than they were uh, last year. At the end of the year, last year the Jets looked like they had mailed it in. They were losing games by 40, by 40 points, you know, on back to back, on back to back weeks. And, uh, and such and such. But, um, I can tell you one thing that is a problem that New England needs to figure it out. This is their sixth game in a row allowing a 30, a 300 yards passer, which is an NFL record. Um, you know, this is not breaking news, but the, but the, but the Patriots pass defense is god awful. Um, sooner or later, even Tom Brady has a bad game. Nobody has 16 good games. So, um, that defense, if they're going to want to win, if they're going to want to, it's going to be a problem. It needs to be addressed. You watch it there, which yeah, I still, I, I, that's, I have to look at it some more. I have to look at it some more. Um, it, as far as the Patriots concerned, it's, it, for me, it's the same thing as it is with the Seattle Seahawks. You better take advantage of what, of what they're going through now because it's the regular season. Because by the time you get to the playoffs, it's going to be figured out. And, and that's just how, I mean, that's just how it is. You gave up all these yards, but at the end of the day, you still lost the game. And I know that I have Tom Brady. 
And I know what Tom is dealing with right now. And I know that as the season goes on, Tom is going to get more comfortable with his wide receivers and that offense is going to settle in. So if, if I'm everybody else, I, I would focus on, okay, yeah, they're giving up all of these yards, but you know what? These teams are losing. You still have to deal with Tom Brady. You still have to deal with Bill Belichick. So um, I, I tell you what, I know um, I know he will get it together. I'm confident that that team will get it together. Don't be surprised if you see a uh, just a, a, a free agent signing just just comes from out the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, don't be surprised if you see that. Got you. 49ers Redskins game was here. Um, the Redskins. I told you it was going to be a close game, and I thought that, you know, in, in a game that the Redskins should have ran away with, uh, the, the 49ers are statistically the worst team in the NFL. They're only six. Can't be much worse than that. Um, but they came here, and they made it a game. And I told you, I just had a feeling with that whole uh, Shanahan coming back against the old team, um, I thought it was going to be close. And it looked like the, the Redskins played their part and, and, and it looked like at times that they were trying to give them back the, they were trying to give the, the 49ers the game. I um when it comes to that game. I mean you just look at that. I mean Thompson 16 carries for 33 yards. I mean literally got the running game, couldn't get that running game going for nothing. 33 carries for 94 yards. People have to remember the San Francisco 49ers team, all of their losses have been like this. They've been they they they've been they've been in games. They've been in some close games. Uh, the Redskins they're coming off of their bye week, so it doesn't surprise me. And and you're also dealing with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has proven as as a as a play caller that his offenses can succeed. You look at what the Redskins were doing uh, before Brian Hoyer went out, and, and I mean look at the 49ers. when they brought that rookie in there. That rookie was moving the ball. You also had Pierre Garçon, who was just out there just destroying yes, the secondary. Yes, I mean, he, he was. was. I mean, he was. When I watched that game, I say to myself, like, why do you give Terrell Pryor a one-year? I see. That was my next question. Dollar? Why isn't the Cousins Terrell Pryor thing working? Because you 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 have a. You, I don't want to use the term makeshift, but you have a you have a wide receiver in training. You have a guy who's transitioning from right. If 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 from if we didn't have the body work that he did last year, I would agree. If this was last season, I would say yes. He's a quarterback just learning how to play receiver, but he's already put together a good season. Yeah, but on a bad team. But it's different though. You you put together good uh, uh, on a bad team where majority of your highlights were nothing but go routes. Yes. Now now you remember I told you offensive football is a game of timing and spacing. You're easy to check if the only thing we're going to do is send you deep. Mm-hmm. What we need for you to do is, is to come in and do what we do in our offense. We need you to be that possession receiver. Pierre Garçon is gone. You're coming in to do this. You have a big body. So we need you to catch slant routes. We need you to catch hitches. We need you to run block. We need you to get in there and catch dig routes. With your height and your size, we need you to go up over top of people and come down with the ball. So if I'm when I'm saying a one-year, $8 million contract, I'm saying to myself, this is what they want that guy to do. So you're not going to, your quarterback's not going to be comfortable with you if you're out there dropping passes. It's you know I mean that it's it's just that simple. So I thought it was going to work. <clears throat> I thought it was going to work if they were just going to if they were just going to 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 blow the top off of there and they were able to get in another big time receiver on the opposite side. <clears throat> I mean that's what Terrell Pryor Pryor showed. He showed that he can go deep. He can run really fast and he can right. go deep. All right. Not every there's only one Randy Moss. 
you know, it don't matter who you put back there. You're going to have to, you know, you can put him 20 yards deep. <laughs> then maybe he'll throw a, 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 instead of a six yard hitch, we'll make it a nine yard hitch because you're going to have to be a 20 to keep up with that man when he really decides that he's going to run by you. Um, with that said, Terrell Pryor struggling right now. He is. You know, he's struggling he right now. And, and, you think Kirk Cousins at this point in time is just not trusting him? <clears throat> um, or, I, I think that deep somewhere inside, maybe he doesn't, or I'm not going to say he doesn't trust him, but there, there's, there's a little turbulence, I would say, that's there as far as his confidence. I don't, he, he doesn't have as much confidence in him. But with, with that said, Kirk Cousins is the type of quarterback that when he gets a play called, he's going to read that play, that play out, and he's going to throw the ball to who that ball needs to be thrown to. So he's not going to worry about whether or not you're going to catch the ball. I think Kirk Cousins has shown that he has a mentality that he's like, okay, let's move on to the next play. So um, I, I understand that Jordan Reed is the franchise, and I get that. Vernon Davis is playing better football than him right now. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I, mean, I don't know if that's... Reed being injured. Uh, I don't know if it's opportunity, what it is, but Vernon Davis is is, look, is looking better than he has in three or four seasons. He still runs as fast as he ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big human. You know what I mean? He's, he's, a, he's a monster. Um, Jordan Reed, we haven't seen the Jordan Reed. I mean, we were mentioning Jordan Reed is outside of Gronk, the best tight end in football. Yeah. And we haven't seen that at all. Again, I don't know how much of that is is injury <coughs> and whatever the case may be. But uh, that's just my observation. He's playing better football. He's definitely in awesome positions. I mean, you're getting matched up against a guy that you're faster than. Majority of the time when he catches the ball, he's open. The thing that Jordan Reed does that I don't see Vernon do is I don't see Vernon going up over top of anybody to get the ball. He doesn't catch the ball well in traffic. And that's, that's, really, that's, see, that's really that's never really been his thing even in what, San Francisco. That's what Jordan is. So that's what Jordan Reed does. So I think that has a lot to do with not just Vernon's talent, but I think it also I think you gotta tip your head off to Jay Gruden for being able to get Vernon in positions that hey, you can't line this linebacker up against Vernon with no help. We're gonna run a seam on you every single time and there will be absolutely nothing that you can do about it. With that said, and I've always I've always stuck by this point. Your run game is going to suffer if your tight ends aren't good blockers. Mm-hmm. All right? And and the Redskins, for me, this game was just, hey, we're coming back off of the bye week. Uh, you're coming into the game without Norman. You wind up losing Breland. Uh, you're playing against Pierre Garçon, and everybody should know him. When he gets the ball in his hand, he is a, he is a, he is a violent runner. He's looking for contact. So... Uh, at the end of the day, if you're a Redskins fan, you look at this game and you say to yourself, well, you know, we're headed in the right direction because these are typically games that we've lost in the past. So you came off your bye week. Um, you hope that you get Breland back for Monday Night Football. I think that having that extra day is, is something that's going to help them. But the Redskins, if you're going to have injuries the way you're having at one particular place, you're happy that it's happening at the place that you're the deepest at, and that's your that's your defensive backfield. You lose Norman, you lose Breland, you lose Nicholson. Got hurt on one play. You mean you, at one time you have all three of these guys who aren't on the field, and the Redskins were still able to come away with the victory. And you got to believe that these are guys who did. I mean, even the the, the rookie uh, Monroe or whatever his name is, um, he got some significant playing time. So these guys got an opportunity to get into a game, make their mistakes, 
go back, receive correction, knowing that this upcoming week that they may have a better opportunity to play, and they're going to need to because they're playing against the best team in the NFC, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. Bears-Ravens, the rookie quarterback comes in. It's like the Ravens just can't seem to I – don't, I don't, again, and it just seems like they're way worse than 3-3, three and three, but, I mean, 3-3 three and three is what they are, which isn't that bad. But, I mean, the losses that they have on their resume, you get a 44-point slacking from Jacksonville. You lose to the Bears at home with a rookie quarterback. You lose to your 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 heated rivalry with the um with the Steelers at home. Like their losses are all gut checks. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean for lack of a better word. All their losses are gut checks, and your victory are against a Bengals team that you know was terrible, uh, a Browns team which is uh, you know terrible, and and a Raiders team that was in uh, missing their starting quarterback. So, I mean, you got three questionable wins and three terrible losses. <coughs> With this game right here, I, I mean, this just came down to to Chicago just has more offensive weapons than, than Baltimore does. Off, Baltimore's offense is just, it's, it's just, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I, I, I really don't. I mean, I don't see a guy on this offense that I'm saying is, is. I mean, they got Jeremy Maglin and Mike Wallace, who, as far as I'm concerned, are the same person. Yeah, but I mean, but what's what's dynamic about them? Cause they're really fast, and they're I mean, but that's I mean, that's you can find anybody fast. Right. Now that boy Howard, that's dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he he he's doing some dynamic things. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Ravens. This was a good. Thirty six carries, man. They they ran the <coughs> ball. They ran the ball fifty four times for two hundred and thirty one yards. We'll take out Trubisky's four runs and assume that they weren't designed. You got fifty carries. For 200, I mean, 50 carries. That means you just could not stop the run at all. Like, at, at some point in time, they stopped even disguising what they were doing. They just run the 50, 50 carries. You don't just get to 50 carries, but you know what I mean? Like, that is, we're running, we're running again, and then we're going to run a third down, too. That's the only way you get to 50 carries, and the Ravens just could not stop them to save their life. Well, that was a commitment. All that was was a commitment to, to just running the ball. That's and making things as easy as possible for your rookie quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Now, well, on the flip side, we're back to this Joe Flacco throwing the ball 40-plus times a game. Yeah. You're not going to win that way. You're not going to win that way. I mean, Collins had 15 attempts for 74 yards. I mean, keep feeding the ball. Yep. All right. Um, Browns, uh, Browns, Texans, not much to say there other than, you know, Sean Watson, man, happy for the kid. And he looks like the real deal. And, again, Cleveland, again, <coughs> winless. I, I, I just—it's an organization that's just that's just doomed. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with Cleveland. Um, I I do like the movie Draft Day. I know that that was kind of based in Cleveland. I don't know if you saw that mm-hmm. with Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the only happy thing that I have seen <laughs> in Cleveland right now. That's that movie was like what five, six, seven years ago. I don't care. It's still a good movie. I'm gonna say that's the only good thing I have to say about Cleveland. Yeah, football, your yeah, football anyway. Um, the Houston Texans. I mean. I believe this was the first game without J.J. Watt. Um, so you look at the timing right now. If you're Houston, you have your rookie quarterback who you've put in. You lose J.J. Watt. And now you're coming up on your bye week with an opportunity to make all the corrections that you need to make. Uh, so if I'm Houston, I'm loving where I am right now. And that boy, that boy Watson is just... Remember I said at the beginning of the year, I said, I, I think that he can do what, uh, what Dak did last year. <coughs> I think that he could have that type of impact. And now losing, you don't just lose a J.J. Watt. <coughs> you know, that that's going to hurt. 
Yeah, you, you you know what? You don't lose a J.J. Watt, but what that boy Watson is doing, um, at least you have an offense that can support it now. Before coming into the season, when you look at Houston, you were saying, okay, their defense is going to carry them. Mm-hmm. Now you look and you're saying, okay, their offense have to carry them, and their offense can actually – that has a legitimate shot of, of of carrying them. You have a quarterback that's dynamic with with his arm and his legs, who makes good decisions. Yes, he does. Um, who who doesn't turn the ball over. It's all the same things we were saying about Dak last year. All right. Yep. So to so your point, <clears throat> you have a solid running back. All right. Actually, as a matter of fact, you got a double headed monster at the running back position, and you have a, a a wide receiver that you're comfortable. Who, in my opinion, is probably a top five wide receiver uh, in in the NFL. So absolutely. So and John Carlo Flacco doesn't look terrible. He is terrible. He doesn't look terrible. He is terrible. Yeah. No, I, I agree that uh, Hopkins is a top five receiver, and um, I think the Texans again. It just <clears throat> it sucks that it's starting to shape up that we'll never see Clowney and Watt together for 16 games is what it started, at least not in their primes, because I don't know how many of these season-ending injuries J.J. Watt's going to keep racking up <laughs> yeah. and still be J.J. Watt, right? Yeah. I mean, after a while, you're, you're not the same person. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a shame because that could have been special. And again, all of this stuff is, is – is, Andre Johnson is somewhere right now saying, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like he spent his entire career there mm-hmm. with no quarterback, and, and now that he's gone, they have their rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um, Bucks cardinals this game was so ugly so fast, like, they had, they were up 20, <coughs> 21 points before you could even, before I could come downstairs and turn the room television on. Like, it, it was that bad. Um, the box score makes it look like it was a close game. At the end there, we, we scored, touchdown, got an onside kick, scored. Like, I mean, all of that hoopla at the end there. But the Cardinals beat the Bucks from the gate and beat them good. Um, Adrian Peterson was right back to being Adrian Peterson and, this is where he, this is what Adrian Peterson does is he runs the ball downhill. Mm-hmm. Let's eliminate <coughs> picking up blitzes. Let's eliminate catching the ball. Zero catches out the backfield. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you saw the floor, the field on third down. And as Adrian Peterson is there, all of a sudden Carson Palmer and that play action night and day. Carson Palmer's up at 18 for 22 with three touchdowns. So this is the Carson Palmer that we were more accustomed to seeing. Adrian Peterson, what we're accustomed to seeing. Larry Fitzgerald, they look like they just attempted zero attempts to cover this man. <laughs> he had 11 targets and 10 catches. He was just running around the field wide open. I, I don't know what the hell defense uh, Tampa was running. Um, once Jameis went out, you know, you, you, you put in Fitzpatrick, who you know what Fitzpatrick is. Um, he's a backup quarterback. Um, I love the way Doug Martin has been running the ball and looking. Um, but again, Arizona... Look like they, you know, Adrian Peterson was a, was a breath of fresh air for them. Yeah, he re- he really opened up that offense. He did open up the offense. Um, and and I said last week that he's going from one offense that's not built for him to an offense that's built for him, mm-hmm. along with the veterans that they have over there. Um, you know, the only thing that, that about that is here's the other knock on AP. All right, he has fumbled. All right, can't have those fumbles. But I'm happy with the fact that 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 first of all, his response to his trade, you know, thank you Jesus. I mean that 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 right there that says it all. But he got his 26 carries, 134 yards, and two touchdowns, and and and, and I'm happy for him. I think that's a good fit for him. I'm not sure if. Well, I mean, you expect for Johnson to be back, so I don't know how much room there will be for Adrian Peterson on that team. But I will tell you this. If Adrian Peterson doesn't mind being a backup, 
Um, I think the Arizona Cardinals could be a good fit for him, or or him just getting into another uh, another uh, franchise that focuses more on the run. He I, the only like you say that I, I don't I don't know if Adrian Peterson is good for five carries. Seven carries. Like I, I think in order for Adrian Peterson to be effective, he needs to get in a rhythm. He needs to get the ball a lot, and he needs to be running downhill. So when you say a backup, I'm thinking backup. I'm thinking you know five or six, seven carries, and 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 then when and then not only that, if all you can do is run, when you're the backup, you can't put in the backup, and essentially everybody knows what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because the backup generally is where the change of it's not a change of pace. He's just a downhill runner. Yeah, but but uh, but I'm saying that this is a good fit for him. Where let's just say that that nobody's going, nobody wants to sign him, all right? If I'm Adrian Peterson, then yeah. If, if if the Cardinals are willing to pay me, then yeah, I'll I'll, I'll stay and I'll be a backup role. I'll, I'll take a backup role because you don't know what's going to happen with Johnson. Now, right now, that you know you have a two headed monster where you got to remember Johnson lines up at the wide receiver position at times. Oh yeah, no, he's he So let me ask you this: What are you going to do when you're on the field and I put Johnson in the slot where I can run bubble screens, I can mm-hmm. do all different types of things with him, and I got Adrian Peterson in my backfield? That 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 that's too much monster for you to do. I mean, do you? Un- <laughs> no, I, I agree. No, I, now that point that, that that's why I'm saying I, I can get that that I can get, and David Johnson gives you that availability because he can. Line up out wide. He has experience. He is a receiver. He's been played receiver before. Mm-hmm. So that, I, I agree with that. But in terms of like what they tried to do, what the same thing the Saints tried to do with this whole running back by committee, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson is you can't put him in once in the third quarter, once in the first quarter, twice in the second quarter. Yeah. Like no, he need, he needs his carries. No, what I'm saying is that this is a situation where I'm I'm looking at it from him standing Arizona. Got gotcha. you. And and. Although he got his 26 carries, you know, the reality is that those carries are going to be going to another guy. Right. And that guy gets back. We don't know when that guy's coming back. But with both of these guys on your team, what I'm saying is in Arizona, look, Carson Palmer only threw the ball 22 times. Yep. All right. And completed 18 of them. He, and, and so when I'm, when I'm, when I'm looking at this, they ran the ball, you know, 35 times. Well, let's take away Carson Palmer's. They ran the ball 30 times. What I'm saying is, with Adrian Peterson and Johnson on your team, I'm saying that you can get Adrian Peterson 15 carries mm-hmm. while still getting Johnson his 20 or 21 carries. Mm-hmm. Because now I got two big backs that I'm that. So my change, you know what you want to know what my change of pace is? I'm bringing, I'm I'm taking out my my huge running back who's also fast, mm-hmm. and I, my change of pace is. I'm going to put in another huge running back who is also fast. Those, that's how you wear the defense down. Right. And I also think that with a two-headed monster like that, when you're talking about playing in the winter, when you're talking about getting to that, to that, to that, uh, that late November, December, early playoff, what you want is big backs. And so I'm happy for Adrian Peterson. I'm happy for, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the Cardinals. And, and I said this before, the Cardinals aren't out of this thing. Cardinals no, absolutely not. Not, not, not if, if AP is going to open up the offense for them like that, I, absolutely not. And, and like you said, I think David Johnson's supposed to be back, uh, sometime in, in, in November, December, and that things could get real interesting over there. Let's see how creative the, uh, the offensive play calling can get. Um, Rams, Jaguars, on the teams that we just cannot figure out to save your life, Jags at home lose to the Rams. That, um, that game right there, 
That I mean, the Rams are good. People really got to understand that this Rams team is, is is a good team. You look at what Sean McVay did when he was here with the Redskins, um, and you look at the weapons that the Rams have. I mean, the the the, the players are pretty much interchangeable. Austin is Jackson. Um, you know, Sammy Watkins can be paired, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Wade Phillips. So when I look at these two teams, I think the Rams have more of an identity than Jacksonville Jaguars because we have no idea. I told you I'm off that. I'm I'm off that whole Jaguar. <laughs> so we have no idea what's going on with Jacksonville. So this this doesn't surprise me that the Rams came down because we got we have to remember the Rams were a drop away from beating the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. So so you know <clears throat> Jacksonville, you just don't know what you're getting from Jacksonville. Um, one thing I one, one thing you know you're getting from Jacksonville is you're getting a big running back yep. that's going to be fed the ball. Yep, that just continues to get y'all get yards. And both get both these running backs are yeah. special. Uh, Todd Gurley and Leonard yeah. Fournette. These, if you're into running backs, these are the two. These are the two back to back rookies who who are uh, worth talking about. Those those are two workhorses. Uh, and I think they're I think they're the last of a dying breed in terms of workhorse backs who stay on the field. And, and their teams are built around it. We, we just don't get that much yeah. anymore. And these two guys are both, uh, you know, they both lived up to their billing. Both of them are highly recruit, uh, talked about coming out of college. Both of them have lived up to it. And on this day, they both showed up and, uh, and played well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like both of those backs. And you're right. I think the Rams are, are legit and they, they will be. I don't know. I would not be surprised if they fade come down to coming down the stretch, being as a young team as more and more film gets out there about them. But, um, I think that the future, is bright for the Rams. I, I, di- I disagree with that. I with think the Rams them. are just going to get better. I think they're just going. I really think that they're going to get better right now. Uh, the, the, the I think Golf is going to hit that wall. I don't think he's going to hit the wall because he's not a rookie, and this season is significantly it's still a rookie. He, he got to realize what he went through last year with that whole Jeff Fisher situation. Right. This situation right here, you got as a rookie coming in, as a rookie coming in. When you're going through that transition from college to pro, you want your mind to be as free as possible. You don't want to come into a situation where there's a bunch of chaos going on around you. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was dealing with. Yes. This situation right now, this is like, this is like, I don't want to say vacation for him, but this is like vacation for him. He's in an offense that has already proven that, that it can be successful. Uh, he has play, he has, uh, I mean, he has nothing but playmakers around him and he has a young coach. His coach is a young yep. coach. That is something that I is do think that's critical. I, I agree with you there. I think the, I think the young coach thing is is definitely uh, a plus. Again, I, I just I'm always skeptical about. Last year he played seven games, so I mean, he's, so he's played thirteen. So it's still in my book rookie level of experience being yeah. played. Um, I do think that the young coach thing and a new coach because everything you said about Fisher and I think it was probably. Uh, a stressful relationship for both of them because I think it's one of those things that I don't want you here. I know you don't want. I know you don't want me here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's not what you wanted. Um, and I know that. And I was forced down your throat, and you did everything you possibly could to keep me off the field. <laughs> you, you know whatever. And, and, and the thing is, from Fisher, you know you get it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, again, I, I just wouldn't be surprised if they. Uh, I'm not calling for it, but I said I would not be surprised if they faltered down the stretch. Um, they've gotten off to a great start. I just wouldn't be surprised if they faltered down the stretch because I do think, like you said, <clears throat> Seattle's going to get better, and I think the Cardinals are going to get better. Um, the 49ers, I, they're not going to – the 49ers are – they're going to beat one of these teams, one of these games, but um, I know Seattle's going to get better, and I, and I fully expect the, um, the, 
the excuse me, the Cardinals to get better. That's why I feel like the Rams are going to hit uh, that wall. Uh, Steelers, Jag, excuse me, Steelers, Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs, first loss, happened to be at home. Um, the Steelers played well. I mean, a lot of people want to make this. I, I heard them all of a sudden. This is why, you know, everybody likes Alex Smith, but this is the reason this. The, the, you can't. This idea that like every single <coughs> football is the only sport in the world where it's like every single game is life or death. You know, your whole career hinges on this one game. You know, like you can watch Aaron Rodgers. You know, this is why. You know, this is why Alex Smith. You know, he can't beat the good teams. Like he beat the Eagles and he beat the Patriots. But yeah, but because he didn't beat the Steelers. Like, did you think he was gonna go sixteen and zero? Is that is that what you guys were thinking? And again, I'm not saying I'm not here to to beat the Alex Smith. Uh, drum again. I just think that that's silly to make it because this one game he didn't show up at home, and, and it's not even like he played terrible. He just wasn't the MVP Alex Smith that we were used to. But I was listening to the experts and they're saying, you know, this is why people don't love Alex Smith because of games like this, and it's because he had a bad game. Like everybody is some. Is there somebody who doesn't have bad games? For me, this game. First of all, this is this this is another one of those playoff games right here. One, you know. <laughs> Pittsburgh started out playing bad this season and they got some things going on within their organization, but they're a team that you you just you better watch out for them. And Kansas City, and Kansas City losing this game could be a loss that can come back to haunt them. If you look at the if you look at the Steelers division, they gotta play the Ravens again and then they gotta play the Browns and then they have to play Cincinnati. That's a pretty easy schedule for me as far as I'm concerned. Um with that said, this loss to me Yes, Alex Smith, he, he missed he missed some throws. Yes, he did miss some throws. But this loss on me was Andy Reid. I, I don't I don't like You gotta uh, kick the field goal. Not yes that, but also I, I don't like uh let's say we're going back Alex Smith's four out of there. Eleven carries. Eleven running plays to thirty four passing plays. I don't I don't like that at all. And while Alex Smith is coming coming along nicely and all of that, let, let's not make him Aaron Rodgers now. Where we're where we're running, we're passing the ball three times uh, for every for every running play. Well, I think that had more to do with Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh was 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 putting Kansas City in a position to say, "Hey, uh, let's make them beat us passing the ball." Alex, Alex Smith, while having a great season over that, he is not good enough for them to become one-dimensional. Quarterbacks to the team can become one-dimensional. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. If you don't have one of those guys, you can't get to the point where it's like, hey, screw it, we're passing every play, and we don't care whether you know it or not. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different level of quarterback. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. Um, and and I, I, I can't see the uh, turnovers on here. I mean, penalties. Got to go to... Uh, here, I'll pull it up for you. Go ahead, say what you're saying. Penalties, oh, no, I only have one penalty. Oh, no, no, it's first downs by penalties. Um, I wanted to see what what, what penalties were six for fifty seven for the Steelers and seven penalties for forty eight for the Chiefs. And so I would like to know where those penalties occurred because when you see teams, when you sometimes when you see teams are are, are there, they only had maybe nine run plays or maybe eleven or thirteen run plays. If right. their penalties happen on first or right. second right. down. You put yourself in situations where you have to throw. Where you, where first you have and 15s, first and 20s. But with that said, if I'm Andy Reid, you got you got to kick that field goal and you got to take those points. Unfortunately, uh, you know he didn't. This was a good game. I enjoyed the game, but I, I'm not gonna put the. I can't really can't put the whole thing on Andy Reid because what he did was he trusted the strength of his team, in my opinion, which was his defense, and they were a dropped interception away. 
from, in my opinion, winning this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man, I mean, he missed the ball. Antonio Brown makes a great play, shows it shows a, 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 a tremendous amount of focus. concentration, yeah, right. concentration and focusing on the ball, and it, it just happens that way. Sometimes that was definitely a freak play that you can't. I mean, the defender got a, the defender was in the right place, got a handle the ball, knocked it up in the air. Just so happens that by him knocking it up in the air, and Brown gets a chance to catch it, and the other defender goes for you know. I mean, like nobody did anything wrong on that play. It was just you know. It just it just landed that way. Yep. Um, Chargers Raiders. This Raiders team is a team that a lot of people had in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And a lot of people were saying, you know, they were turning the corner and what a shame and there's finally things are looking good. They're right back to two and four is typical. That's where they've been. I mean, they're two and four and, and they they look like a far cry from what everybody was was it, it seems like decades ago that Marshawn Lynch was on the sideline. Bobbing his head and, and and dancing to celebrate, right? I mean that that seems like a hundred years ago now, and it's, it's, we've come a far away from there. Uh, it does, but you know what? Your wide receivers got to help you out. You can't have as many drops as as the Raiders wide receivers have this year and expect your team to win. I mean, Amari Cooper is falling off the face of the earth. That's that's. I mean, you're killing everything. You're killing momentum. You're killing confidence in a quarterback. Um, the coaches are losing confidence in you. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for Phil Rivers. I um, This was just one of those AFC West games. Unfortunately, the Raiders didn't get the win. Um, but now this AFC West, as far as I'm concerned, it comes down to two teams, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. Giants at Broncos. Two teams that I was convinced that the Broncos were heading in one direction and the Giants were heading in the other. Um, if I had to pick one game that I was 100% sure of, it probably would have been this one. The Broncos at home, <coughs> um, Giants couldn't buy a victory. And, you know, it had the, all the makings of it. And then, bam, you know, the winless team beats a, beats a, beats a team that was 3-1 and one at home. People forget that the Giants, while they're 0-5, their defense is a, is a solid defense. Yeah, but they lost all their receivers. They have no receivers. They lost all their receivers, but people didn't. Detroit's been better without Megatron. Not so, Megatron and Golden Tate and the other guys. No, but what I'm saying is, is okay, so you lose Megatron. Right. Okay. So now everybody's a threat instead of so what person. I'm saying, so what I'm saying is, all right, now you lose Odell Becker. Okay. You lose Megatron, so now you're not forced to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. You lose Odell Beckham, now you're not forced to get him the ball, and you're going to have to deal with his temper tantrum, and you're going to have to baby him, and you're going to have to do all these different things that you're going to have to do. All right? So now what this comes down to is, is this comes down to the other guys in the locker room. Now, if you're a backup wide receiver, now you get your opportunity because this is your job interview right now. Mm-hmm. You're playing with Eli Manning, who has proven that he can win Super Bowls. Everybody is counting you out. If I'm a wide receiver, if I'm just a player on this offense, on this offense, I'm saying to myself, teams are coming into games looking at us like we're weak. We got an opportunity to get a victory here, and that's exactly what the Giants did. And 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 I'm I'm just going I'm just going I'm gonna leave that right there. I'm gonna say that the Giants did a great job. They came in and got a victory over a team that nobody expected them to get a victory over. And the Giants defense is a solid defense. I got you. I got you. Um. Moving on. And I'm sorry, I got I got I got one more thing on this. Go ahead. The Denver Broncos are not gonna win if Simeon is throwing the ball fifty, 50 times. 
50 plus. Sorry. I was just looking at that in my side. I, I, and I, I just, just looked at this. I just looked at this and and Trevor and, Simeon, and 50 plus pass attempts. You can't you can't between Jamal Charles and, and C.J. Anderson mm-hmm. have 14 carries. Mm-hmm. All right, you you just can't do that. So the Broncos kind of helped the Giants out on that, but that's that mentality that I'm talking about. For him to throw the ball that many times, y'all must have came into the mind into the game with the mindset that we're gonna we, we're gonna go ahead and just get them right. out of here early because right. this team is ready to quit. And the Giants didn't do that. Shout out to the Giants. I'm happy they got that win. And one of the worst Monday night uh, matchups I can, I can remember in recent memory: the Colts Titans. Um, at this point, again, we keep saying that. The only thing I can see is, is that the if all goes well, the Colts are able to parlay uh, Jacoby uh, Brissett into uh, into some sort of draft picks. Yeah, and uh, that's what you make this season about. If I'm the Colts, you know, uh, almost like a red shirt season sort sort of deal. Um, I mean, Frank Gore is essentially he hasn't gone over sixty yards the whole season. Um, you can't have Frank Gore as a starting running back at in 2017. Like I, you just and that's nothing personal against Frank Gore. It's just those days of you being the lead back, and like you're not an explosive enough runner for that. Um, other than that, like I mean, the kid Brissett looks looks like he's you know coming along nicely, but this team already has their franchise quarterback. So if I'm them, like I said, I'm just parlaying Brissett into some sort of package deal, and I I wouldn't put. Uh, and you know, unless there's for some sort of reason you want to do ticket sales or and you know momentum that that type of thing, but Andrew Luck, I want, I'm not he's not sniffing the field until two things: one, he is 1,000 percent healthy, mm-hmm. and two, I'm not putting him out there behind all, that all, the same offensive line who got him killed. I'm not doing that. Yeah, like because I'm not doing that again. Yeah. So unless I know for a fact that like this offensive line is capable of of protecting him, I'm not putting him behind there. Against guys who are going to get killed. Because he's been beat up for almost three years in a row now. Mm-hmm. He's been getting beat up. Beaten up bad. Mm-hmm. Not putting him out there for that. For 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 a team that could easily be three to four games out of it by the time, below 500 by the time he gets back. Yeah, but this is another, just, they're one game out of first place. Yeah. That's and another, it, it, that, you know, that's another division. But I think with, with the Colts, I, I think right now you just take Andrew Luck out of your mind. And you just go ahead and just focus on this kid right here. When mm-hmm. Andrew Luck is healthy and he's ready to come back, you assess your situation at the time, and then you make a decision from there. Um, so I, I mean, that's pretty much where how I feel about that. This division is because I mean, you're talking about Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Houston, you have no idea what you're going to get from Jacksonville. But the one thing that you know you're getting from Houston is you're getting the most high-powered offense in this division. Or, you know, it, it is the Houston Texans. So it's going to be interesting to see how this division unfolds. I, I don't understand why <clears throat> that with those two running backs, like, I feel like you have to find Henry carries. I get that DeMarco Murray is your lead back. Derrick Henry is not that big, that strong, that freak of an athlete. For There's games where he gets three carries, two carries, four carries. I feel like you have it almost, and again, homer pick, it, it reminds me of going to the Jets games. Well, you and it's like I get it that Curtis Martin is all, and and Demarco Murray is not even Curtis Martin. It's not even Curtis Martin, mm-hmm. but I get it. And Curtis Martin was still doing his thing. But anybody at that time, just because I was there, you were averaging five at one point in time, six yards a carry. And it's every time you go in, good things happen. It's like yo, you you got to find. It's not a matter of upstaging the starting running back, but when you have a young bull that big, that strong, that fast, you got to find a way to work him into the offense. I mean, you see what happened in this game. He gets 19 carries and goes for 130. I mean, 
It's huge. No, no, no. No, that dude is huge. That dude is huge. That dude is huge, but I like what they're doing with him. I mean, I'm not, neither one of us are even fans of the, of the, um, Alabama running backs. I mean, this dude is like, uh, you know, he looks like a bar area with a football. I am, I, I, I like what they're doing with him because this is your running back of the future. Yeah, it so is. So I don't want, so I don't, I don't need to beat him up. What I need him for is. I need him to beat the defenses but up. But what I'm saying is, but that's, that's beating him up. Yeah, but if you have an opportunity with DeMarco Murray, we, you can't have games with four carries, man. No, I feel you with that, but DeMarco Murray is just giving, he's giving you more than what he, it goes back to the whole Adrian Peterson I, thing. I, I DeMarco agree. Murray allow, Murray allows you to run more of your offense. You're right. So I'm, I, what I'm saying is, I'm, if I'm the Titans, I have a choice. Do I start Henry where my offense is going to be limited? There's going to be plays and things that I want to be able to do that I'm not going to be able to do with him because he's not as effective as DeMarco Murray. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go with DeMarco Murray. I'm going to get the defense nice and soft. I'm going to fill out the game, and then I'm going to allow my big guy to come in there as my change of pace guy. Now, you got to feed him. you got to give him some some opportunities. You can't be with him. It can't be, I'm going to come in, hey, give you the ball one time here, do a play-action fake, and then you come off to the sideline. No, you got to come in, let him get a carry, let him get a play-action fake. You know, Make sure that he's involved throughout the game. Um, but I like what they're doing because this this is the running back of the future. Yeah, and until it's not, which is, I say we because I lived it with you. <coughs> Same thing. Mm-hmm. And... and you're the running back of the future, and he was the Hall of Famer until he's not. Until your four years is up, uh-huh. and I'm gone, uh-huh. and and he's and he's done the next year. Uh-huh. So in hindsight, the Jets would they not have been better off taking some? The, literally the the end the following year they end up with neither one of them. You're gone, and Curtis has now carried the ball some ungodly amount of times over the last three years, uh-huh. and you say to yourself, Curtis Martin probably would have lasted maybe another year. If he had done four less carries per game and you had gotten four, you might have been a little bit more inclined to stay. You, you know what I mean? Like, because that's what you end up with. So let's say the same thing in four years from now. This dude is like, yo, I'm going. I'm getting a pay and I'm getting up out of here. And then DeMarco Murray's just done. And you've now, you have nothing. Well, I, I think these are two completely different situations. The reason that Kurt was there was because he got a contract extension. Mm-hmm. His contract extension had more to do with my failure than anything. That's not the case when you're talking about Henry and Murray. I don't know how many more years Murray has on his contract, but he is a guy that allows your young guy to transition to the National Football League where he's not being the Damian Thompson. He's not coming in leading, breaking records for for amount of rushing attempts throughout mm-hmm. the course of the season. So I like what they're doing with him. What this does, by doing this, what you do is you put Henry in situations where he can get in and minimize his mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I that agree. you can get him to late November, early December, and January to where he's comfortable, and now we're going to now you're going to watch us feed the beast, especially when we get, especially you you talking about Tennessee, you got a chance to get some bad weather down there if you got a playoff game. Yeah. You got bad weather down there in November, December. So I like the process. I like I like how they're bringing him how how they're bringing him along. But I'm with you. If the game is close. I can't look at the box scores and say that Henry only got four mm-hmm. carries in a game because right. that that alone could have just changed the whole mm-hmm. face of the game. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> that, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Not a knock on 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 anybody in the scenario. Not a knock on Demarco. Not a knock on Henry. Uh, <coughs> just I'd like to see more than four carries. You know, like those those, those are the things that that that, that disturb me is when I see the four carries. All right, let's go ahead and get uh, into- before we get to that. Um, 
I can't read the name down. He's uh, said it how the uh, AP would be a good fit for the Giants. He would. He again. Um, <clears throat> another name who uh, Adrian Peterson reminds me of, and it's the same situation. He's just a better version of it, but it's the style. It's Legarrette Blunt. You, you know what I mean? Like Legarrette Blunt is nobody scat back out the backfield. But I tell you what, you hand him the ball twenty times, nobody's trying to tackle that man twenty times. Yeah. And by the fourth quarter. It's going to be five and six yards every time he touches the ball. Yeah, but if but you, Blunt yeah, couldn't play on the Saints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I, no, I don't know. He probably could. He plays what he played for the Patriots. And if you've played for the Patriots, yeah, but he didn't. Play, but when he played for the Patriots, they played it perfectly. They had James White, Deion Lewis. They had the best of everything. <coughs> no, prior to him putting the ball on the ground, he was the workhorse. He's always put the ball on the ground. It's just yeah, like but, but but he was the workhorse though because he's always going to put the, because both of them. The reason they put the ball on the ground is for the exact same reason. And it's what makes them great is that they're not going down. So the, they're all, there's five guys hanging on to them, and they just keep going, and they're doing this. And then one little corner just says, thank you, while you're having the ball out here, and you're fighting for this extra yard. And it's like, yo, that carrying three dudes thing with the ball out here, you know, trying to keep going. You watch those LeGarrette Blunt fumbles and the Adrian Peterson fumbles. They all look the same. No. Yes. No. What you say is different. I'm, I'm saying that. I mean, I've AP. I'm just going back to the Minnesota, uh, Seattle game in Minnesota where AP's in open field. Yes, he was mm-hmm. fighting for extra yards. And to your point, yes, that ball was coming out. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna look at a guy like Marshawn Lynch who runs the same way, but he seems to be able to. Right, right, no, no. He doesn't hold the ball out like a bread loaf. Well, that's part of that's that that's that. So we could. Talk oh no, about absolutely. So, that's... so yeah, we're gonna pat you on your back for all the effort you're putting in. But, <laughs> hey, by the way, you're forgetting to take care of your number one responsibility, right, right. which is the ball. So if you ask any coach, they'll say, "Hey, give me less." My high school coaches had to do this because that's how when I first got moved to running back, that's what they did. It was Lester. It was it was Larry and Lester Overton. All right. They moved me to running back, and that's how I was. I was running the ball. I'm up there trying to drag people and doing this, that, and third. I wasn't putting the ball on the ground, but that's what I was doing. It took them, it took Larry to come up to me. He told me, he said, hey, look, it just comes a point where you got to get what you can get, and you just got to get down. Right. Not trying to say that you can't, you know, that we don't want you to not fight for yards. But if you got one of your legs wrapped up, one of your, one of your arms strapped behind your back, you only know, bad things can happen. The only so bad things injuries, can happen. So, right. so we admire their efforts, but but that's part of your responsibility is holding on to the ball. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we're gonna man, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Thursday night game, Chiefs Raiders. <coughs> Raiders need this one. Raiders need. I'm going Chiefs. I'm if, going the Ra- Chiefs. if the Raiders lose, before, that, before we get into this, as, as AP, I'm sure you're gonna listen. A1. You listen, A one. I keep this up, AP. A one. I know you're listening. Can we get the the like okay, I need to know week by week who won week by week and what's the overall total uh, of these picks because I really feel like I heard this week. Matter of fact, we all heard this week, but I feel like I'm leading this thing right now. I feel like See, I'm leading. I'm, I'm glad you feel that way because I feel like every week it's this topsy turvy week that it's been all over the place. I made some picks in the last couple of weeks that offset y'all that 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 I you know that I won. That I feel like it's giving me the lead right now. Okay. Um, Chiefs, so, uh, so if you're going with Chiefs, which I am also, and the Raiders fall to two and five, is the season, does this Super um, Bowl season that everybody had for them just all of a sudden become not even a playoff season? Um, I mean, it's looking that way right now. You gotta get this win. I mean, you, you, you have to get this win. It's I almost just, right. But I just, I just. If you I fall to two and five, that pretty much means you have at, <laughs> 
best case scenario, two more losses. I think you're about to get. I, I think what you're about to get right now is an Andy Reid and a, and a Kansas City team that's focused because they know that they let one get away from them. And and I think this is going to be a tough game for Oakland. And and you know Raider fans may not like to hear this, but <clears throat> I think this is this could easily be one of these double digit. Losses? Uh, losses when Kansas City wins by 10 points or more. I think Kansas City, if I'm Andy Reid, <coughs> this is an opportunity that I have to put the Raiders away. Yes. Yes. And well, I think, a, a, and, and, a team? I mean, you, yeah, you, have a, you, you pretty much have a chance to, to almost make it impossible for them to make the playoffs unless they just go on some type of just... A, team, a team that many had as a favorite in the NFC, <coughs> you have a chance to all but knock them out in October. Yeah, but, I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, and I know that was a lot of people's hope, but at the end of the day, um, I, I'm not, I wouldn't put them above the, the, the New England Patriots. They no, right, 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 right. The Denver Broncos was all about their quarterbacking situation because they have the, they they have a good, a good defense. So if you're Kansas City, I, I just think Kansas City is going to back bounce back after that loss to um to Pittsburgh. Oh, John Collins brings up a great point, which I actually forgot, but he probably won't be uh, Navarro <coughs> switches and he's on the Raiders now. Do you think you expect to see him on the field this weekend? Oh, he's he's with the Raiders now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that I'm gonna tell you now that helps. Linebacker is a position that's pretty much plug and play, right? You should be able to come right off the street and and contribute. I mean, he's a Pro Bowl yeah. linebacker. Yeah, yeah. It's just learning. It's just terminology. I mean, he he'll be now that right there could that that can change something. Now. <laughs> right. Now, that right there can change something. Now, you. It's funny when I first heard that he got released. The first thing that came to my mind was, if somehow he can get to the Patriots, it's over. <laughs> you think it, and for those who don't know, Navarro actually went to the same high school as uh, as Lamar. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's a Suitland uh, Ram, no, <coughs> so he's uh, he's uh, in the family, we should say. And um, when I heard that, I was like, oh, when I when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, Navarro's you know older. <coughs> and then I went and realized he's not even thirty. Yo, the boy, it's twenty nine. I don't know why I thought he, he was. You have to realize this. You realize he's that much younger than us. To be one of the top one or two linebackers in the National Football League before he went down with oh, yeah. injury. Oh no, absolutely. The man can still play. Yeah, I didn't he realize he was that young. Ball. I thought he was old. Well, no, he's young, but you gotta realize this. San Francisco, I believe, is in a rebuilding year. I I really think that they're starting the rebuilding process. They part ways with Navarro. Now that he's across the bay in Oakland. Um, it, it, it's a quick move for him, and it, yeah, it's not, yeah, right. it's not like he's not uplifting his life. He you know, probably staying in the same place. It, it, and so, and then you have to realize, if I'm not mistaken, he got he, uh, Jack Del Rio's out there as mm-hmm. his head coach, linebacker in the National Football League. Ken Norton Jr., mm-hmm. linebacker in the National Football League, is is his defensive coordinator, and I believe his linebackers coach. So, I think that he's a guy that can, he can really come in. Now that you tell me that, that's kind of interesting, but. Uh, you know, you know what? I just don't see the Raiders' offense doing anything with this Chiefs' defense. I, I think that's what it's going to come down to. So I'm still taking a chance. If the Chiefs hadn't have lost, if the Chiefs had lost, <coughs> excuse me, if the Chiefs had not lost to the Steelers and they were six and zero, I'd have said I probably would have won with the Raiders. But I don't think you go five and zero to lose two games in a row. Yeah, and the, the way you lost this last one, yeah, I, I just think this this is just going to be a, a, a different Chiefs team. Uh, Sunday, Buccaneers and Bills. Don't know, still no clue about what um Jameis is doing. He's listed as day to day. Um, 
I'll be anti-homer, and I'm going to go with the Bills. Yeah, I'm going Bills here. Remember I told you at the beginning of the season that there's going to come a point where things are going to start to spiral out of control. For and, I, and I said I agree. And and that time has started. And I, <laughs> I said that. I said I agree. That I, did, I said I agree. And I told you I thought the Deshaun, I told you I thought the Deshaun Jackson thing, I, I really told you that scene that I saw was was foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah, when, you I, t- I, yeah when, you, when you said that to me, I, 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 I thought it was foreshadowing yeah. as... as Something to be that we'll we'll remember. I said I said we'll visit this at a later date. Yeah. But I I I do think I yes, I agree. I want them to do well. I do too. It's I my team. team. I, I got them. I know that's your team. <laughs> I, want them to I got the muscle hams on my fantasy squad. But I, I, all I know is is what's taking place in Tampa Bay. I don't. I I really thought that this was a team that had a legitimate shot of, of coming out of the NFC. But with that said, they're going to a Buffalo Bills team who's still trying to keep pace with the Dolphins, who's trying to keep pace with the uh, with the Patriots. Um, so you know, I'm going Bills here. I'm going Bills. Uh, Panthers at Bears. Panthers. I'm going Panthers. I'm going Panthers as well. Oh goodness! Titans at Browns. Titans. I am going Titans. I really can't think of a scenario this season that will. Unless I don't know if they play the 49ers, but I don't know. Even if they did, I'd pick the 49ers. I don't think that all season long I'll be picking the uh, Browns. I don't really. Like I said, I can't think of a scenario where I'd be picking. I'm the trying Browns. to convince myself to go for them. Oh, week. go ahead, knock yourself out. And I'm gonna stay away from it. Okay, Saints at Packers. Saints at Packers. I am going to go with the Packers. We're going Packers. The thing is, is that while that sounds crazy, I was I was kind of thinking the same thing. I feel like a lot of times the first game is when you make this, you know, everybody's rah rah, and you know, let's do this, let's show them that we we belong here too, and da da da, and everybody comes out and plays well, and then you might then the wheels might fall off the following week. Um, I I really aren't am not sold on the Saints so so far, but that being said, I'm not going to put my faith in the. And that quarterback just yet. I need to see. So he's going to show me something first. But I'm, I'm picking the Saints, but I would totally would not be surprised if the Packers came out fired on all cylinders for one game. We've seen it all. We've seen it a lot. I saw it with last year when Andrew Luck went down and they grabbed Matthew, uh, Matt Hasselbeck out the hospital bed. And it was, you know, they, everybody just put it together for one game and then two games. And then the wheels fell off and it went back to what it was. You know, uh, I'll go Saints though. I'm gonna go Packers. Um, the fact that the game is in Lambeau, it's on grass. Yep. Uh, you ha- you have no idea what the weather forecast is All going of that. to be there, and the fact that I like Don Capers as a defensive coordinator against the Saints, and I don't think the Saints have shown that they can put back to back to back high scoring performances together. And not only that, I you know this the, the Packers quarterback he can hurt you with his feet now. So between playing at Lambeau and losing Aaron Rodgers, you know, you never know it, until it's said that he is out for the season, that there's a chance that he could possibly come back. I still think that that, that team still has a little bit of life, so I'm going to go with the Packers. Jaguars at Colts. <sighs> Give me the Jags. I so do not want to pick the Jaguars. I, I so know. do not want to pick them. Do you want to pick the Colts? They are in Indy. It is a one o'clock game. Not like that matters. <laughs> I don't know if you just let people know what I'm time just, the game was on. I'm just man. I, I just I, I'm just. Oh, they're number one in rushing though. Oh no, you know what? I forgot they got Fournette. No, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Jaguars. Okay, me too. 
Um, no. Okay. Um, I'm going Colts. Okay. I'm going to go Colts. Okay. I'm going to go Colts. Cardinals, Cardinals, excuse me, and Rams. Let's see what this new Cardinals team looks like. This is a tough one. Give me the Cardinals, though. This is a tough one. Give me the Cardinals. I'm going Rams. I'm going Rams. Okay. Jets, Dolphins. Give me the Jets. They're going to do it again. They're going to sweep the Dolphins this year. In Miami, give me the Dolphins. Ravens, Vikings. In Minnesota, Vikings. Um, Give me the Vikings. Yeah, I'm about to say you're about Give me the Vikings. Uh, Cowboys, 49ers. No clue what's happening with Zeke. I Every will day go it changes. The 49ers get their first win of the year. Won't do that. I'm going 49ers. I will Cowboys. Um, Seahawks, Giants. In New York, traveling across the country, Seattle. I'll take Seattle. I don't feel that confident. I think that second, that, that, that Seattle defensive backfield is not going to allow these no-name receivers. I just think the pass rush is, is just serious for, for um, Seattle. Awesome. So I'm going to go Seattle. Okay. Um, Bengals Steelers. Give me the Steelers. Steelers. At, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Broncos Chargers. Broncos get back on track. Broncos. Uh, Falcons Patriots in New England. You know I want Patriots. Yeah. It's, it's a... Um, <coughs> I wonder if the Falcons feel like they they have some unfinished business, but you know what? It doesn't even matter because if you even if you win, you're not, you're not giving those rings back, buddy. <laughs> I, I I I told you I think the Falcons are fugazi. Um, we're not be surprised if Matt Ryan has a good passing day because everybody seems to. Everybody seems to. But uh, give me the Patriots, and it's going to be a night game in New England. Probably going to be pretty chilly. It's eight o'clock in New England. Oh yeah, Patriots all day. Um, Monday night football, Redskins Eagles. The Eagles are five and one, and I, I don't know why. I just don't. I don't buy it. But I still take them. I still take them. I think the Redskins have some holes. I'll, I'll, I'll still take the Eagles. The Redskins definitely have some holes. We see the Eagles got Zach Ertz. Redskins struggle checking tight ends. He's having a monster year. Um, What's the name supposed to be playing too? Rob Kelly's supposed to play some more. Man, I want the Redskins to win this game, but I just don't know if the, the Eagles going to sweep the Redskins. But I do have the Eagles as the best team in the NFC, so. Right. And they're at home. They ain't going to team the best team in the NFC and they're at home and they're losing to, to the Redskins. That's not yeah, a good it's look. just I want the Redskins to win, so I'm trying to convince myself to. to, to, um, to Khalil Mack and Navarro Bowman is definitely going to be a problem, buddy. That is a huge problem. So I will take back my, my pick on Kansas City Oakland. Um, I'm gonna say that Kansas City won't win by ten plus. <laughs> they may win by nine, but you still going with Kansas City. I'm still going with okay. Kansas City. Well, then well, Tyreek Hill may be out, so we don't know what's going on there. But I'm still I'm going Kansas City. Redskins, Eagles, man. You know what? I'm gonna go Eagles. I'm gonna go Eagles. Although I think the Redskins are gonna win this game. So then pick them. But I just, I'm trying to visualize it. I'm just not seeing it. <laughs> That's, there's a reason for that. I like that. I'm trying to go to. I'm trying to visualize it. I'm just not seeing it. That means you don't think it's going to happen. That means you can't even think of any scenario that involves them winning. He said, I'm not seeing it. No, I, I can think of a scenario. 
But it would, it would really come down to Chris Thompson touching the ball at least 20 to 21 times. Ooh, they've been doing it. Yeah, but... Not if Rob Kelly's back, though. And see, that scares me. I would much rather have P. Ryan and Chris Thompson than Rob Kelly and P. Ryan and Thompson. So I'm going to go Eagles. I'm, I'm going to go Eagles. I want to pick the skills, but I'm going to go Eagles. All right, that yeah, concludes. I'm, game. I'm, call, I'm actually calling. I'm doing the, the, um, the post, post game. Post game on Channel 7 right after the game. That's a Monday night game, right? Monday night game. If you turn on Channel 7 and you see the news, just continue to watch into the sports portion. And um, that's when I will be on there. It'll be myself and Rob or myself and Aaron. Or I should say, yeah, you know, Rob and Aaron or myself. So. All right. So if you're local, 7 o'clock. Excuse me. Channel 7. Channel 7, right? Channel after, 7. After the game. Yeah. And then uh, Lamont will be on the, um, the post game show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week's show. We appreciate all your continued support. And if you miss any part of the show, it's still up there on the Facebook page. Or if you want to listen to it in your car or wherever the case may be, on the iTunes app, just type in the Barbershop Player's Voice, and it'll pop up right there. And subscribe so you can get it on there weekly. And on the uh, TuneIn app, same situation. Just type in Player's Voice, the Barbershop. It'll be right up there, and you can save that as your favorites. And every week, the new show will be up there and you can listen to it in your car you can listen to it while you work out listen to whatever you feel like it so again thank you everybody for tuning in we really appreciate it and everybody have a good week later